Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. I'm Doug Fain. Well, last week you may remember we had part one of our series called Service Stations. When I talked to John V. Carpenter Jr. and his memories about all the service stations in Nicholasville. This morning we'll do part two of that interview and finish it up. We hope that you'll enjoy it. We'll listen to John V. right after this word from our sponsor. Jessamine County Public Library, located at 600 South Main Street in Nicholasville, is here to serve the community. Open seven days a week, they have a variety of items available for you to check out. Books, movies, music, and so much more. You can find downloadable items on their website at jesspublib.org or call 859-885-3523. There's something for everyone at Jessamine County Public Library. Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. I'm Doug Fain. Well, you may remember last Saturday we had part one of the service station program. We talked to John V. Carpenter Jr. about service stations that used to be here in Nicholasville. And there were so many of them we couldn't do it in one week. So today is part two. John V. gives us his memories of some of those service stations. And today we're up to around North Main. Right about Main Street in Richmond Avenue. Okay, so north of Keller, you just stay right in that neighborhood because there was a lot there. Next to, uh, of course, just north of Keller's, uh, it really, I'm still on the property that CVS occupies now. Was a, uh, a very small building set there. Uh, had a, their their rack that they used to raise cars up and service them was outside in open air, mm-hmm. no building there. They sold gasoline and uh, also ran a taxi station out there. This fellow by the name of Bud Mitchell, he ran a, ran the service station and the taxi business uh, from the same small building. That building was later purchased by Keller Motor Company and raised for a parking lot. It's not there anymore, of course. Now, in later years, Keller Motor was run and owned by a fellow named Bobby Sellers. Uh, I was always amazed at probably the best relationship between two competitors was Bobby Sellers and the guy across the street, John Sutherland. <laughs> yes, I was fortunate, of course, to be good friends with both. I worked for Bobby for several years uh, in the automobile business, and uh, uh, he and I and Mr. Sutherland uh, traveled to a lot of meetings together. Good friends, Bobby and John uh, played golf and socialized a lot together. Mm-hmm. They, they were good friends. Sutherland also sold gasoline. Uh, they uh, had pumps out front. Didn't know for sure. I couldn't remember for sure if they sold to the public, but at one time uh, there were two buildings there where the old Sutherland Chevrolet building mm-hmm. is now, mm-hmm. and the uh, the southernmost building, the one uh, that's next to Central Bank now, was a freestanding building back then, and there was they had pumps in there. They also ran, a uh, fellow also leased that and ran another taxi business out there, hmm. it was Leo Howard. Leo Howard ran a taxi business in that service station for a few years. Uh, Sutherland, of course, I think owned the building at the time. Uh, that was their original building. Mm-hmm. And uh, later it was incorporated and built onto the, the new building. Well, let's go back across the street. Now, we started talking about this place, the old <coughs> Gulf Station there on the corner of Richmond and Main. Yeah, the old station on Richmond, Maine, was, uh, it's probably one of the oldest or the oldest actual building It is a service station or a full service mm-hmm. station. I remember the time that uh, the owner that I remember uh, was A.W. Secrets, gentleman, very nice gentleman. In fact, I lived neighbors with him up on Brown Street uh, in later years, but 
that uh, that station uh, uh, was a Gulf station back then. Now, Gulf back then was a pretty visible, highly visible company in uh, in the area. Uh, they had several stores here in the county, out in the county. But the, the one of the things I remember was that Gulf had a uh, bulk plant. This is a plant uh, where they shipped oil and gasoline up the river from mm-hmm. the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Louisville area, uh, into Jessamine County up the river at Camp Nelson on the uh, on the river there at Camp Nelson on the Jessamine County side. Uh, I believe I can remember at least two huge storage tanks, and the barges would would pull up down there and offload into those tanks, and uh, they would Gulf then Gulf trucks would come and pick it up and deliver it around Central Kentucky. So. Gulf was uh, was a very uh, uh, visible product in in the county back then. The operation back then there at, uh, at the Kentucky River was run by a fellow named Eugene Vanderpool who lived uh, on the corner of West Maple and Four Streets here in town. And as a side note, whose wife Grace probably made some of the best chocolate pies as she worked at the Sandman for Hargis Ison. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. She was also um, some of my kin folks. My mother and her mm-hmm. were, were kin, so mm-hmm. uh, Grace was uh, was certainly uh, both of them good people. Yeah, but well, be sure they were. <laughs> now, you, we go back to Mister Secrets and then that particular station. They've had several owners there between him and Poochie that people might know. Who's some of the people that owned that? Uh, well, of course, I, I mentioned A.W. Secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he later operated an appliance store on South Main Street, where the uh, wine bar is currently. The next operators there were the Teeter brothers that I remember, and uh, it was Howard Curry and Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Of course, they're both still around with us and uh, could tell many stories uh, that went around, went on there. I guess the next operators from there were the Burton brothers, uh, Poochie and his brother Roland. Uh, and later, uh, Roland stepped by and stepped out, and Poochie ran it up until right. uh, they quit selling gas a few years ago. Now, we'll keep going north. As we told you folks, there was a lot of these places, and we would have tried to talk about all of them. So we're going to go north a little bit, uh, kind of across from Betts and West Funeral Home in that area. I'm very familiar with this location, Doug. Uh, it was built as a Phillips 66 station. And my dad and I um, operated it as the first operators. It was finished in 1963. Uh, we operated it together from 1963 to 1969 mm-hmm. until I uh, took a salesman job at Keller Motor Company and sold my half to uh, Billy Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And he and Dad ran it until Dad retired and sold out to Billy a, a few years later. Phillips Oil pulled out of Kentucky, um, and the distributor who sold the Phillips brand changed to Shell Oil. Uh, Billy Fletcher operated, I believe, as a Shell station until he sold it to Melvin Shelton and his wife, who uh, who ran it until he retired and they closed it down again. Right. The building's still there and has served as a mechanical garage and currently... Uh, look like sales of outdoor wooden playground storage buildings. Uh, we'll go on a little bit north, Maine and Barnes. Maine and Barnes, uh, one of the first, uh, I call it uh, food mart type uh, mm-hmm. service stations in town. Uh, and again, it was the first, I suppose, uh, company owned self service station and 
still operates as such, but it has been there for, for several years. It's called Speedway now, and I was trying to think what it was back when it opened, and I cannot remember the name of it. It's probably had several names, but it wasn't a convenient, I don't think. It was something else. Yeah, I, you know, I can remember it simply mm-hmm. as, as a Speedway right. myself, yeah. Okay. Now, now, Speedway, of course, is owned by Marathon, and uh, Marathon Oil now uh, supplies probably 99% of the petroleum gasoline products in, in Kentucky now. Marathon, and that's funny though, because, and I, you probably will talk about this at some point, but in fact, next we're going to talk about it. In recent years, the Marathon gas was across the street, but now it's not there. Let, let's go on across the street and we'll get to that story. Over on Bell Court, where they're next to the cemetery. Yeah, the corner of Maine and Bell Court, uh, uh, next to the cemetery, uh, uh, was a Texaco station. It was built uh, somewhere in the late 50s or early 60s. First operator that I, I believe at the time and was operated for a while by um, the Nixville High School coach, Elmer Stevenson, who uh, again was uh, one of the beloved people mm-hmm. in the county. Uh, a lot of us went to school with him, played ball for him. He and one of his former students, uh, Billy Mitchell Fane, remember Billy, uh, Squirrel uh, was his nickname. Right. We called him Squirrel Fane. And, uh, right. Uh, it had it's had several different owners. Uh, I couldn't go back to, through all of them, but it, it was finally purchased by Charlie Burge. Mm-hmm. Charlie and his son Johnny, who along with uh, Jim Cook, uh, they were three of the best mechanics uh, around the uh, the city at that time. Uh, they were noted for their drag racing autos. Uh, they built uh, and raced around Central Kentucky. Over the years, they switched from Texaco products, uh, maybe not. Charlie and the Burge family, but uh, uh, that station switched again from Texaco, Texaco to Marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they were the owners and suppliers of the Speedway station just across the street. Uh, there was another case uh, where the product that they bought cost them just about as much as what the one yeah. across the street was retailing it for. So, But they are still in business as a repair yes, place. Yes, uh, Charlie passed away a few years ago, right. and, and uh, Johnny and Jim Cook are still doing right. excellent repair work out of, out of that site. You know, the next one we talk about is probably one of the uh, well most well-known to those people, maybe younger generation, if you will, and that that's East Service Station. Uh, again, I'm very familiar with, with this one also. Uh, uh, it's on the west side of the street, currently uh, the produce outlet there. Uh, it was built by the East Brothers, uh, who later had really had three outlets. They had one here on, uh, in town and two, one on the north, US 27, and one on South 27. Mm-hmm. And I hope maybe later we can talk about those when we talk about the ones out in the county. Right. One of my first paying jobs uh, was working part-time nights and weekends back in 1956. Back then, uh, they were open, through, service stations were open 364 days a year. About the only time they closed was on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, generally operated in, uh, from about 5.30 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. I worked then for uh, Sid East, Charles uh, East, mm-hmm. uh, one of the East brothers, uh, of course, ran the, ran the station, uh, one of the best gentlemen and friends I've ever worked for. Even the big oil shoved them out of the gasoline business uh, with wholesale prices that were much uh, as much as the company stores that was retailing it for. 
Uh, SID retired a few years ago. Um, uh, they again stopped selling gasoline, and his son Randy continued to operate a mechanical shop there until about three years ago uh, before moving on to a new smaller building. Okay, we're at City East, and guys, we've still got North Main to go. It's it's the, the thing that's hard to imagine. And I was talking uh, in an interview with with Jack Ward a few weeks ago. Is back in the. F- 50s and 60s, early 70s, Nicholasville really only had about 4,500 people population at that time. And it's just amazing to think that as many businesses as we had were supported by just that few people. And I guess the only way to explain it is, is the fact that you did all your business here. You didn't run to other towns and do business. It was all done here. And so therefore those that few people could support that many business. Now, that's true, uh, Doug, but back then, US-27 was a major artery. We didn't have I-75. Right. Uh, we didn't have the interstates, and uh, most of southern Ohio, on up maybe even into Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, were displaced Kentuckians. <laughs> a lot of them came out of south Kentucky. A lot of them mm-hmm. come out of eastern Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, they created quite a traffic jam mm-hmm. down 27 coming home on the weekends and, and back and forth. Because that, that was the only way they could go, was right, right through also, Main Street. Yeah, also Lake Cumberland, yeah, yes. you remember, was yes. a quite popular spot back then. and. We used to um, uh, remark and, and joke about the Ohio Navy as the people come out of old North, <laughs> Southern Ohio with their boats going to Cumberland on the weekend. So that was uh, there was quite a business really yeah. derived from those people. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move up north, and most people nowadays would know this place as the current Nicholsville Police Station Fire Station. This uh, was Ethington Motor Companies, as I remember it. It was a Chrysler and Dodge dealership and uh, also an Ashland oil gas station Mm -hmm. with pumps out front. Uh, It was owned by then uh, Jim Ethington. He had some of the finest mechanics there also at their time, uh, Lee Welch and Raymond Jacobs and a fellow by the name of Tom Wade. Mm -hmm. Uh, noted uh, for their work on their uh, on local automobiles. The service station portion was operated by uh, a fellow we called uh, Bob Higg. He, uh, his son, of course, and family are still around. Uh, C.V. Ethendon Jr. and myself purchased this business in late 1979 and uh, uh, ran it for a while. We were still selling gasoline, Ashland at the time. The, uh, the city of Nicholasville, of course, purchased the building for, as you said, the current Right. And, far station. and we move uh, just a little bit further north. We're getting almost to the edge of what used to be the edge of town, and that's up around Lake Street. Let's talk about that one. Yeah, uh, of course, again, I remember the time that this, this was built in my time, but uh, uh, it was on the corner of, uh, of Lake and Main, and um, it was operated. It was a Sinclair station. Uh, eventually, again, the name changed to Arco. Uh, a couple of their first operators was a fellow by the name of Jimmy Durham. Jimmy uh, uh, had worked around at different service stations uh, in town, and uh, he purchased this station, I think maybe him and his wife at the time. It was also operated at one time by Carl Chapman. Carl, again, uh, was a local fellow here, and, and his uh, some of his family are still around. Uh, it also closed because Arco Oil moved out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, Curtis Poor was working for uh, uh, Arco and as one of their uh, sales representatives, and he bought the building from Arco and uh, continued to run it and lease it out for a while as a gas station. And then again, as, as 
that type of operation ceased. Uh, uh, now he rents it out to his son, David, who has trailer sales and service there in that building. One of my best memories of that particular station, and it was when Kurt was there, and I'm a, I think it was when Sinclair was still around, or this was the remnants of Sinclair, but there used to be a vending machine in there that you could put a quarter in, and it would make for you a little plastic dinosaur. Of course, there was a dinosaur was the Sinclair logo, right. and it would make, you could watch it, the machine actually make a little plastic dinosaur, which as a kid, that was pretty amazing for me. To, it didn't take much, John V, to, to satisfy me, as you can tell. Okay, now you know this next place you're going to talk about, going to go on a little bit further north, I had forgotten completely about. I just, it yeah, just escaped I, my it, memory completely. This, like, uh, like I spoke about earlier about the Hager's Grocery uh, and Service Station, this place so really was probably a little bit outside of the uh, city limits as we knew it then, but uh, it was Redhead Oil, mm-hmm. uh, Redhead Oil Station. It was a, uh, a small, really, operator it was about the only one that could get inside at the time, mm-hmm. a small building there, and had gas pumps out front. It was located right across from the Nicksville Car Wash now. Um, I think there's they tore a, um, a convenience store down mm-hmm. where it used to sit. It's an empty lot now. I think the city yes. owns, right? The city owns a lot now, right. and it is empty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very popular place back in the 50s and 60s uh, as a gathering spot. Now, it didn't have a building, but it had a big parking lot, mm-hmm. and uh, all of our kids would uh, kind of congregate there in their automobiles on the weekend and Saturday nights. and. Uh, we'd cruise Main Street. We'd leave Redhead on the north end and cruise all the way down Main Street to Skidmore's. Uh, Skidmore again had a big parking lot. Mm-hmm. We'd make a loop and park through there, and then right back north we'd go. And uh, uh, we'd do that time and time again. But occasionally we'd have a run in with the law, maybe uh, <laughs> we'd been in our tars or loud mufflers or something. And uh, Cooper Wilhoyt and Bob Bruner, Red Crawford, uh, some of the officers back then. And uh, uh, occasionally we'd have a run in with them on our trips, and uh, we'd have to continue on past Redhead as we went north and on out into the county and again depending on how hot the pursuit uh, is how far we had to go and you know it's hard to believe that up until mid to late 70s when you reached that point you were out in the county yes i mean you know right across the road from that where you mentioned the car wash was a john watts farm the orchard and and that's how the orchard got his name it was literally an orchard a huge farm uh, but that was the county. You were in the county at that point. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. The Redhead only sold gasoline. Uh, I believe, like I said before, I believe it's owned by Somerset Oil Company out of Somerset. They usually hired a local person to operate it. And uh, uh, again, uh, it was later turned into a Minute Mart, mm-hmm. a new, or another building built. And, and again, it was selling Marathon Oil products. And um, had a local manager when back then was Ms. Donald Shoemaker, who's, mm-hmm. uh, who's still around, and we remember her. You know, John, it's amazing to think that we just covered about a four to five block area. And look at how many places we've talked about that sold gas and serviced your car. And the kicker is, is we haven't even touched the county and Wilmore. Uh, and we hope to do that on another show. But this just shows you folks that, that back then it was a very important part of 
of the economy of this town was uh, gasoline and repair of cars, and a whole lot of people were involved in that. So, John, I appreciate you taking your time to bring us these memories. This is a whole lot of information that I'm sure a lot of people are going to enjoy hearing again. And we'll get together again and do the ones in the county in Wilmore, and I know that will be just as interesting. Certainly will. I appreciate the opportunity, Doug, and uh, like I say, we'll we'll look forward to doing it again. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to thank John V. Carpenter for being our guest on All Things Jessamine this Saturday and last as we talked about service stations in Nicholasville. Hopefully we can do that future program when we do the same thing about those stations in Jessamine County and Wilmore. If you have any comments or corrections you'd like to make, you can contact John V. at his email, Carpenter at msn.com. I'll see you next Saturday morning, 11 o'clock on All Things Jessamine, right here on Jess FM 105.9.